Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey, special friends. <laughs> Evidently, guys. People like to hear us talk. Who knew? I I can't imagine why. I've been told to shut up most of my life. I mean, truly, at the amount of parent-teacher conferences that my parents were like, your daughter talks too much and doesn't get any work done. Yes, exactly. Me too. Uh, So evidently, that's if your kid gets those conferences, encourage them to go into podcasting because... I literally got that last night, P.S., from my son's teacher. Oh, well, tell him he should go into podcasting. Yeah. So we are going to try something a little bit different. And frankly, we are just going to shoot the shit this episode. We'll have like loose structure, but we're just going to try something different. See what happens. Let's do it. Variety is the spice of life, bitches. What even is that accent? It's so good. It's like the Greyhound. It's like, I wanted to wear these, but I can't. And then I wanted to wear these, but I can't. So we are going to talk a little bit about Christmas movies, and it always, I mean, it always comes around to hot goss. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that, too. We're also going to talk about Christmas movies on this week's live show, P.S. Oh, okay. Well, you know, (laughs) double duty. And as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next, the The tits and the shits. Why don't you go first, Ashley? Okay, I will start first. So, you know, my son. <laughs> this is a mom podcast, so, you know, on brand. Every week is a gamble. Is it, is it a good week for Sebastian and Ashley? Is it a bad week? The world may never know. The tits are literally, Sebastian said to me an hour ago, Mama, he grabbed me, he grabbed my face, and he said, Mama, I want to mail you every day. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. Is it because you're a masterpiece? (laughs) He left that out, but probably. Your body is a wonderland. Isn't it? So he held my my face in his hand. He said that. And it's just like we are, um, we're feeling good again. We're loving each other again. You guys are are in an abusive relationship. (laughs) Truly. It is so abusive. But, God, I just, when things are good, I'm the one being abused, I think. Not him. I think you are the one being abused. But he's so nice sometimes, and when he is, he's just such a good guy. And when he hits me, he doesn't mean it. He doesn't. He actually hits me. (laughs) I know. That's what makes it ironic and funny. Oh, it's such a sad thing when you say it like that. My other tits are, (laughs) we say it every day to each other. We say it on every episode. But what a fucking year 2020 is. Matt and I resolve to really enjoy the holiday season. And we have been. Like, every night we, we light our candles that smell good. We turn our Christmas tree on we've been watching so many christmas movies we are really trying to absorb all of this Mm. and it helps it's helping it really is helping my shits are sebastian hates everyone that's not matt and i now i think you're excluded i think he likes you but literally yesterday at the target parking lot he told me to run people over (laughs) 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 these guys were crossing the street same same set (laughs) They were, like, taking so long. Like, they saw me trying to get into a spot. And you know when people see that and they just, like, continue to look at their phone and walk really slow? And I was like, oh, my God, you stupid asses. Get out of the way. And Sebastian goes, you won them over, mama. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, oh, and then we were at Target. He's sitting in the cart. I'm trying to find a face wash. And this lady is coming by with her cart. So I move 
the cart over that he's sitting in. And when she passes, he screams at her and he goes, hey, lady, not nice to kick my cart like that. And I was like, dude, she didn't even touch you. Like he just screams at people all the time now. And I really think this is a COVID thing. I think it's like him not socializing with very many people. He's just like screaming at people and doesn't want to deal with anyone. And he tells, he told my mom and my dad that we're his family, like me and Matt, and that's it. He is in a really weird, weird, weird codependent place. And as much as I want to change that, there's nothing we can do right now. Right. We can't do anything about it. So I'm thinking about dropping him off with my in-laws. They don't know this yet for a week because I think he needs it. I think he needs to be away from mommy and daddy for I mean, that's what we do with Luna. Yeah, I just... That's more for me, but she also, I think, benefits from it. She gets excited about it and... Yeah, I think he needs it because just run people over is just like not a a good thing for a three-year-old to be saying. Yeah. How about you? Well, guys... (laughs) 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 Dun, 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 another one bites dust. I've had another death. Yo, honestly, I can't... That's what a shit year 2020 is. You just talked about someone else dying by first introing it with a Queen song. Oh, man alive or dead, actually, is more Yeah, I was like, not alive, actually. So my 97-year-old step-grandmother, who has cheated death a few times, passed away peacefully yesterday. Also not COVID-related. No, not COVID-related. Just old. Yeah. Just old. So that makes like a death a week. <laughs> Between the two of us. Yeah, I'm sorry to everyone who's listening and hearing Carrie and I make light of this right now. There's nothing else we can do except cry and laugh at the same time. It really needs to be said, like, we're not trying to be insensitive. Also, it's our death, so So fuck off. Yeah. You don't get to tell me how to live. Yeah. But also, it's just like, it literally, it's such a joke. We're alternating this time. It's like, you have a bad week where it's- I had two back-to-back. I had my friend Kelly last week. You have two weeks on of trying to be the responsible adult. I'm still in my pajamas, which you've never seen at 1.30 in the afternoon for me. No. That's just a Wednesday for me, but (laughs) for you. So, I just want to say that processing death is a complicated thing and she was my step-grandmother and this is I'm not airing any dirty laundry when I say this of my family we had a very tricky relationship she really liked me when she thought that my stepmom couldn't have any kids when my stepmom was told she was infertile and I was pretty much her only chance for a grandchild from her and then once my brother was conceived she kind of dropped me like a hot potato and when my grandfather her her husband died and he was the grandfather I was the closest to even though he was my step-grandfather uh, when he died, I was left out of the obituary. And at the funeral, um, she said I couldn't sit with the family because I wasn't real family. And I was away doing a show, a uh, Broadway tour show, and I got out of the contract and flew, uh, really had a hard time flying and flew in for the funeral. So that was like extra hard Yeah. <laughs> when her actual blood grandchildren didn't fly in. Yeah. But, you know, she had a really, really, really hard life. My brother and I have talked about writing a a book or a movie about her. She, her parents gave her up. She's from Greece. Her parents gave her up into an orphanage. She was adopted and lived really tough in Appalachia in the United States on a, like an orphanage and then was taken back to Carpathos, Greece. Someone in her family like killed her dad and uh, her sister cheated on 
it's like a million. Her sister was thrown off a mountain. Oh my god. And then my grandfather was in the war. She brought him as a war. He, he took her as a war bride and they lived in Italy for a little while. And she finally found happiness in like the second part of her life with my grandfather in the States. They lived a very good life. She loved tennis. She used to return like shit years after she had used it saying that she didn't like it and that didn't work. She had curtains hung in her house for like 10 years and returned them and was like, I don't like these. And they're like, the receipts from 10 years ago, they're like, you said you would return it. And she just would wear people down. (laughs) But we had like a complicated relationship very lovingly in the end of, towards the end of her life, dementia set in a little bit and she forgot that she didn't like me. And we got a bunch of years together again. It was like it used to be. So it's tricky. Like you don't ever want to speak ill of the dead. And I always loved her. I never stopped loving her. I gave, I never did. I never, never did. I understand that people are complicated and they have a hard time. And she had some issues with my dad and I'm a product with, of my dad. And, you know, life is complicated. She would, did not deal with her psychological demons. I've had a couple of close relatives where I've had complicated relationships like that die. And in some ways it's harder to process the death. It's just trickier because you feel like you should be sadder, but you are sad. But sometimes the, like my grandmother that passed last year that I talked about, recently because it was her anniversary, your anniversary of her death. That was easier in a way because it's just sad. We just loved each other so much. It was just sad. But some of these complicated ones, and I'm sure some of you listeners will relate to this. It's just tricky. There's a a mixture of emotions to untangle there. But either way, please stop killing people 2020. I'm really over it. So we're almost out of this year. And although I've said a zillion times, I know that everything isn't going to change at, you know, 1201 on January 1st. I think just the fact that we're out of the year is going to like really lift. I really hope so. Good news for you. This is really your tits. And then I'll give you my tits. You can't (laughs) hear about any more death from us. Even if someone else dies, you are not going to hear about it because we are taking a much needed, like much needed two week break to process everything and be with our families and relax. I mean, today when I called you and was like, should we just take all of December off and not turn out any podcast the rest of December? Like part of that was for us, but it's also for the audience because I can't imagine anyone is enjoying listening to this sad shit anymore. I mean, we are like, I haven't seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but I feel like her. (laughs) I don't even know what it's about, but I assume it's about a lady who's on fire and that's what I feel like right now. Well, we always bring the laughs too. You know, I like to think that it's a mixed bag. But anyway, you don't have to, even if someone else, even if more people die for us, you won't hear about it. And in uh, 2021. Until until January. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just have like the Oscars list of all the people that have died in the two weeks. (laughs) Since we saw you guys last, 256 of our closest friends have passed. God bless we have that many friends. Anyway. I don't. I have like two. My tits are, I love cashmere. Who doesn't? Yesterday when I was feeling particularly sad, and I have brown hair now, and so like my clothes, the colors, I have to switch my colors up to look good. I put on a cashmere sweater that Valerie, my best friend Valerie, had given me. She always gives me her hand-me-downs. They're always fabulous. But she has like darker hair, so I put it on, and it fit my new coloring better than it fit my old coloring. And I just wore it all day. I didn't even have anything that fancy to do. I should Normally, I would take the fancy shit off and put on a sweatshirt. But not only did it feel like Valerie was hugging me all day, the cashmere was like a sorrow blanket of softness. And I was just like, I want cashmere underwear. I want to just cloak my entire body in a cashmere onesie. 
Matt has made that joke about cashmere underwear, and I'm always like, but the snail trail. And also, you have to dry clean cashmere. I mean, I don't really want I that. I do. I would really like cashmere on my cooter all day long. Do you think J-Lo has cashmere cooter, cooter panties? I'm sure she has at least a pair. She's going to come out, and she's going to say that it's just olive oil, and it's not plastic <laughs> surgery for her cashmere cooters. That and sleeping with Beckett. I took a nap in the middle of the day, just a sorrow nap. I had a million things to do, and I was like, yo, mic drop. I just have to lay down here, put on a murder documentary to fall asleep. That's how I do it. Lee came in, he's like, more death? I was like, it's not my death. It's relaxing. <laughs> I put Beckett belly to belly with me, and we just like spooned face to face, and I just matched his breath, his warm little hot plate body on my belly, and it was just, and then he had a dream, and then he extended his paw to my face and was like, no, you complete me, and I was just like, oh, this is so good. That, and there's this tiny little mom and pop ice cream store called Holston's. That should be my swag bag, but that is the next town over. And actually, I think I read on their website that the finale of the whole show of The Sopranos was shot there. Mm. They have the best vanilla milkshakes I've ever had in my entire life. I made Leah go out and get me one last night. That's the whitest comment I've ever heard in my life. Like, who the fuck orders a vanilla Me? I only like vanilla. It's delicious. Those are my tits. I have three tits. Like a weird... That's good. You have one giant shit, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway, there you have it, guys. The last tits and shits of 2020. I mean, even I'm fucking drained. Let's move on. All right. Let's just, like, move on. Let's railroad through this, bitches. When I sent Ashley a screenshot of what seemed like a fake Lifetime movie about Colonel Sanders, played by Mario Lopez, how did they come up with that? And it's called A Recipe for Seduction. It does need to be noted that at the time of recording this, the movie had not come out yet. I have set my DVR for it on Saturday, and it's only 30 minutes long. I was really into It's like the a long-form commercial, I think is what it is. Yeah, but I was like super, super into the idea that it was actually like a full movie. <laughs> the poster is ridiculous. It he, is so absurd. Who He's got like fake gray in his hair. He's got his big old Mario Lopez muscles. He's wearing like a porn stash. <laughs> yeah, the, the colonel like mustache, goatee type thing. But man, does it look like something. What if it's like Last Tango in Paris where they put like butter in their buttholes? What if they just put KFC in their nether regions, and that's what the recipe for seduction is. I've never is. seen Last Tango in Paris, and I can't believe that that's what they do in it. They put butter in their butthole? <laughs> they don't have <laughs> lube. So Marlon Brando uses butter as lube to have anal. With who? A girl who, in the, evidently the big thing is that uh, it actually happened, and she was raped. Oh, that's that movie? Yeah. Why did they have to have anal? I, mean, I don't know what's written in the script. I don't and know. And who the fuck uses butter? Wouldn't she be like, you know what? This is not the circumstance in which I need to have anal where I only have butter lube. <laughs> I think butter was written into the actual script, but not but not the rape part. Right. Not but- him actually sticking his dick in her butter lubed asshole. <laughs> yes. Got it. Clear. Understood. So what if recipe for du- seduction is like a weird KFC special sauce lube? What? <laughs> what do you remember when kfc did that really weird like american style bowl no i don't i don't do kfc i've never ever had kfc kfc is pretty good they you know i love my you're the connoisseur of fast food i am a connoisseur of fast food but they did like a that's why i'm surprised you don't love lisa from real housewives of salt lake city because she's obsessed with fast food she is yeah she's always like get me a diet coke from sonic and get me a 
two piece meal. And you're missing that whole part where she sucks. Anyway, it's off subject, but KFC is big. They love to do like the thing that makes people talk about them. Like they had that sandwich once where there was no bread and the bread was chicken tenders. (laughs) And then they did like a bowl that was like mashed potatoes and chicken and cheese. Honestly, I never had it, but it looked amazing. Well, whoever is doing their branding is really hysterical because Uh, this was a gift that I didn't know I needed. Like if you're IHOP, are you kicking yourself that your whole thing was like, we do burgers now? Yeah, seriously. You should have done some weird Lifetime movie about all eight of your different flavored boysenberry syrups. <laughs> what was the joke I made the other day where I, we were talking about reality? Oh, you asked me, what is my guilty pleasure TV show? And I said, I don't have any guilty pleasure TV shows. All TV shows serve a purpose in my life. Yes. And you and Matt both rolled your eyes so hard at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, was that too carry for everybody? <laughs> Was I too self-assured there? (laughs) So let's also talk just Lifetime movies in general. So I found this. Mother, may I sleep with danger? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) First of all, I have a friend that's been in a couple of Lifetime movies. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. I would love to be in one. We should have her on the show. She is always, you know, recent divorcee from the city or like whatever, you know, falls in love with like a blind carpenter or like whatever. (laughs) Jesus? (laughs) Was he blind? He probably healed himself. I don't think so. But he did see God, right? It's true, yeah. So I found this Lifetime movie plot generator, and we're going to do one. It's from Wrong Hands. Okay. Column one, big city, career-oriented, recently single, world-weary with the wrong guy. I'm going big city. I'm going to go world-weary. Weary. (laughs) And then we have in the next column, lawyer, writer, baker, interior designer, early 2000s actor you forgot about. I'm going early 2000s actor. I want to go interior designer. And then returns to her small town at Christmas time. That's the whole next column. That's it. All right. Next column, to inherit something, to enter a folksy contest, to stop some corporate closure to save the family business or to appease their sassy friend or widowed parent to inherit something. I'm going to say to appease their sassy friend. Okay. The next column is just and magically falls in love. <laughs> and then the next column is with a sensitive guy in plaid with an old flame with some guy and his dog with a single dad and his precocious child with Christmas, the town, and some guy. I'm going to say with a sensitive guy in plaid. And I'm going to say with Christmas, the town, and some guy. All right, here we go. You do your movie first and then I'll do my movie. So my movie is a big city early 2000s actor you forgot about returns to her small town at Christmas time to inherit something and magically falls in love with a sensitive guy in plaid and also the only man in town might actually be the real Santa Claus. Yes, I'd watch that. I would too. It exists, I'm sure. I'm sure. A world-weary interior designer returns to her small town at Christmas time to appease their sassy friend or widowed parent and magically falls in love with Christmas, the town, and some guy. And also, the only old man in town might actually be the real Santa Claus. What a good find, Carrie. That was fun. Thank you. We'll put the link in the show So you too can have your own plot to a Lifetime Christmas movie. Yeah. They're all so ridiculous. My mom loves a Lifetime movie and I have thrown parties to watch like the Lifetime Donatella one. Oh God, with Gina Gershon. So good. So good. So good. I'm sort of sad that I can't throw a party for this treasure. 
Well, it's only 30 minutes and it's on at like noon on Saturday. So, Maybe we can have a you know. Zoom party. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'll day drink for that. Perfect. <laughs> but you really needed to twist my arm. What's your favorite terrible Christmas movie? My all-time favorite Christmas movie in general is Elf. I just yeah, think Elf it's is so the good. Best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so well acted. I don't know if anyone's ever called Elf well acted, but I do like it. I think it shows Will Ferrell's genius in a way that no one can dispute it. He captures like childhood innocence so spectacularly. And I don't think he's done anything that well since. It is very funny. I also like Bad Santa. Bad Santa is like fine. I don't, I don't know. Billy Bob just grosses me out so hard. It's true, but that's sort of the idea of him in that movie. So it works. I know. I see here in your in the notes that you put Jonathan Taylor Thomas in I'll Be Home for Christmas, which is hilarious because I literally watched it on Sunday because I love that movie. So I Googled worst Christmas movies and that one came up and I was like, oh, we have to do a shout out to JTT, Ashley's heartthrob and maybe future husband if Matt hadn't come along. I'm so honored that you remember that because the entire time I watched the movie, I was like, what would my life be like if I were married to you? I hope you told that. It would be that. vertically challenged. It would be vertically That's challenged. That's what my life would be. Leon I also recently watched Black Christmas, which I thought... What's that? I thought it was going to be one of those um, Tyler Perry movies, because that sounds like a title of a Tyler Perry movie. Oh, wait. Is this the... Vi- <laughs> it's a, it's about sorority girls. This is the Vince Vaughn one? No, this is about a bunch of sorority girls that go to this, like, random East Coast school. It's got... Uh, Carrie Elwes in it, which is rando. Oh, who I love. So rando. But it's a movie about sorority girls that keep getting killed during Christmas time. But when I saw the title Black Christmas, I really thought it was a Tyler Perry joint. Is it old? No, it just came out. Huh. I mean, it was shot definitely pre-COVID. Because right. I remember Carrie Elwes doing like a little junket. I can't remember what I saw him on. I was like, Carrie Elwes, what are you doing on this morning show or whatever? And he's like, I've just done a movie called Black Christmas. Is he Australian? He's British. It was, I'm just not, you know, not oh. in my peak, whatever. Got it. And I remember hearing about it, but I think it just came out this year or they're re, they're like Netflix is really pushing it or something. I don't know. Huh. All right. Maybe I'll give it a try. I did just watch Godmothered on Disney Plus, which is a new Disney movie starring Isla Fisher, who I love to death. I love her. And oh, well, here's my other one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies is The Night Before the Seth Rogen Joseph Gordon-Levitt Anthony Mackie movie I don't think I've seen that okay well we rent it every year we rented it this weekend we drank a lot what at Blockbuster Video no on this little app you may have heard of called Apple iTunes why don't you just buy it if you rent it every year this is an argument Matt and I get into every single year when we rent it and this the reason why is because Matt says that he knows as soon as we buy it the next year it's going to be on a streaming service. You probably have already spent the money to buy it at this point. Listen, you're not saying anything I haven't said, okay? Anyway, Godmothered, sorry, the blonde chick in Godmothered who plays the fairy godmother is from The Night Before. She's a comedian and she had a Comedy Central show. I can't remember her name, but. When you just said The Night Before, it made me think of The Night Of with Riz Ahmed, which is totally different. uh, Such a good show. And then then just stopped, like didn't have a finish, like we don't have any closure. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, we kind of do. Anyway, it's so cute, this movie it's basically about like fairy godmother school is closing down please tell me you watch this with seba i tried to get him to watch it and then he didn't want to so i just watched it on my own and i was like this is so cute this movie matt like came in halfway through and was really into it it was really just like a nice they're calling it a christmas movie but it's very loosely a christmas movie in the way that like love actually is loosely a christmas movie got it got it yeah i sort of have uh whatchamacallit haircut in love actually british 
girl. Emma Thompson? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can kind of see that. Especially before it was brown and it was just like bad roots. Sort of like- that one scene is the only time I really like Joni Mitchell, to be completely honest uh, with I like, you. I like that. That's a great song. I like Joni Mitchell. It's like so haunting. Coming anyway. on Christmas, canal trees. Sorry. Give it to me. I've had some tragedy. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about weird Christmas traditions. And I love how I wrote this and Ashley just wrote, I'm Jewish. <laughs> She's like, hard stop, I'm Jewish. You never did it. You have a Christmas tree. Matt is Catholic. Yeah, no, I, I'm half. I grew up half. But so Christmas Eve, for Cubans, Christmas Eve is more, is a bigger thing than Christmas. And that's Noche Buena. Same thing with Italians. Yeah. Noche Buena, some years we would go to family, Cuban family's house that would like do the pig in the ground, like the full thing, which is just incredible and fantastic. How do they do that in Union City? What ground are they putting a pig in? We don't, we don't have, back when we lived in Miami. Okay. I was like, what fucking ground? When my backyard is done, I think I might get the box. I might do it. And then, you know, Christmas morning, we open gifts. Now with Sebastian, it's like Christmas Eve, we do a dinner at home. Christmas, everyone's been coming to our house so that he can have some kind of like Christmas morning. And then usually we go out to dinner on Christmas evening, but this year we will not be doing that. I will be making a ham or something like that, but nothing weird, I don't think. I'm so used to watching murder documentaries that when you said, you know, when we get the backyard, I'm going to put the box in the backyard. I'm like, dear Lord, if you're ever considered in a crime, they're going to uncover a box with like <laughs> remains in it in your backyard. It's and literally a box to cook a I know, pig in. I know. I'm just, that's where my mind went. I'm just being <laughs> honest with you. I guess then it is a weird holiday tradition. What's yours? Speaking of ham, did you see that meme I sent? you that said just like this ham I'm spiraling yes I did and I really like that I thought that was really funny so again I come from a big Italian family none of them died this year woohoo we do Christmas Eve we used to do midnight mass when when we were all younger and we didn't have also kids so like that that age where we could stay up to midnight with the grown-ups we would do midnight mass we uh, do the feast of the seven fishes Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Except in recent years, I don't know, recent being like 10, a bunch of people came up with fish allergies. So now it's just Feast of Seven Fishes where we serve no fish. (laughs) Everybody makes, we have various recipes that have been handed down to certain people throughout the ages. Like one of us got the cookie recipe. One of us got the meatball recipe. One of us. None of this is fish. None of this is fish. Right. So we each make the thing that has been passed down for us to make. We sing. I don't know how this started. I, I know my brother and my cousin know this, but we hold hands during the prayer, like we pray over the food or whatever, and we sing Kumbaya, and we say Kumbaya. It's become like this big tradition. We've sing Kumbaya, and then we, all the things that say Noel, we turn backwards so it says Leon. Okay, that's fun. And that happened one time because my grandmother just put it up wrong and didn't notice, <laughs> and now we always say Leon, you know? Anyway, and then we sing Dominic the Christmas Donkey, which is a ridiculous... It's Dominic. The donkey. donkey. Listen, you can't be from New Jersey and not know Dominic the donkey. Because my grandfather had an A-track player till the day he died, and he had that on A-track. So we would put it on in the A-track, sing Kumbaya, sing Dominic the donkey, (laughs) not eat fish, and pray to Leon, you know? Really fun. Good times. Good times. I did, we did have a, like a period in our lives, I think I was like late high school early college where we were going to this family that we were close to at the time's house for Christmas and they would make us sing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas day and I just remember the first time I mean time that's weird like, yeah I was like this is some weird shit like I get it but also hi I'm a Jew <laughs> like is this what real Catholics do they sing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas no <laughs> 
We don't do that. I mean, we sing kumbaya. No. No. No, we don't do that. Really weird. Really weird. weird. That's all I have to say. What are your weird Christmas and Hanukkah traditions? Write us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. You can DM us on Podcast on Instagram. Or I don't know what other fucking ways can you reach out to us, Ashley? Uh, Did you say email? Sorry, I was responding to a text. Email at momtouragepod at gmail.com. That's that's all the ways. We want to hear your weird shit because maybe we'll steal it and also do it. Oh man, hot goss. I want can I do this first one? Cause I got I have some shit to say about this. Yes, and you introduced us to the initial starting point of this conversation, really. So, um, hot goss, man. Real Housewives of Orange County, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke has come out as a lesbian. And why, you know, here's the thing. Congratulations. That's great. Yeah, it's Look not hot her. goss that she's a lesbian. Like we're no. pro whatever you want to do. Yeah, That's not like, the hot fine. goss. Dude, that's great. I even think it's like kind of nice that her and her very strange husband are going to stay married and kind of like co-parent and redefining marriage, as she said. I'm into all of that. Yeah, I think that's really, really nice. What I find the most interesting is Matt predicted this. We have thought that her husband seems like he is gay this whole time. Between his statement necklaces, he's just a bit effeminate. So we've been thinking that. But they have like fucking eight children or some ridiculous number like that. So so then- I know, but also homosexual people have straight sex all the time. Of course, of course. Or spermination, whatevs. Right, all kinds of ways that this could happen. But we've just thought this for a while. I also just don't think they particularly seem very into each other. They never have to me. When the whole I'm an alcoholic thing came out and she's had this whole road, which has been like very vulnerable. She said that there's a lot of things that she hasn't wanted to face about herself. Matt was like, okay, so they're each other's beards. They've been each other's beards this whole time. And I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. And then when it came out, I was like, holy shit, you were right. At least about her she is a lesbian we've seen a picture of her girlfriend her name is chris i think it's great that she's just living her truth man can you imagine kate casey evidently is really good friends with her yeah i saw that i think it's interesting you know like i'm not to my knowledge i'm not gay you know like on the kinsey scale i'm pretty like i'm very much towards pretty straight so i can't i don't know what it is as far as i know to really like not know what you are so i wonder what that's like like i wonder if has she had a nagging feeling you know she also has a son who's getting into drag I watch the show so her son is getting into drag and and he's not really sure what it means for him but she's really supporting it and embracing it which is so nice to see so I'm sure that played and she even said like you know I look up to him that he's so proudly himself and it must be really interesting for her to watch that so I wonder if it awoke something within her or if she never knew not for any reason other than I'm just curious I'm curious what it's like to go through all of that and what that process must be like. She's still on the show so she'll probably share some of that. Yeah. I mean I would say on the Kinsey scale I can fathom being in a relationship and loving a woman. I have mostly almost exclusively been attracted to men but I can totally see how I could be in love with a woman and I mean listen. I didn't say I can't fathom that just to clarify. No no I know but I just mean like I I feel like I'm not I'm not in the middle but I'm not all the way to one side either. You're like a seven. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually the right number. I I have no idea. I don't don't even know what the scale. Right. I'm trying not to look at any kinds of scales today. Anyway. But yeah, so I think it's a tricky thing. I think people get married for all different kinds of reasons. Yeah. People fall in love for all different kinds of reasons. People also grow over time and change. And maybe this, you know, who knows? Maybe it was a nagging thing all her life that could have also led to her alcohol abuse, this trying to figure out stuff. 
that's why I want to, I'm curious to hear more about it because it seems very much like, you know, she also has that, that mom who seems like she's such an outward free spirit, but it's, you know, it's kind of coming out that she's full of shit. She's, you know, super judgmental of her daughter. She's not at all supportive of her. So the, her whole thing is just very, and by her whole thing, I mean all of it. It's all very interesting to me too. I just find it fascinating. And I, th- I think it's pretty admirable that she's doing it all on TV like that and just being so vulnerable. And I salute you. Me? No, Bronwyn. Oh, her. I salute okay. you. I was like, I didn't do anything. And then I was almost, I was I was on the fence about putting this in, but um, Ellen Page has come yes. out as- As Elliot Page. As Elliot Page. Yeah. And my only problem with that is I don't like the name Elliot. Oh, I think it works. Really? I like it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's good Ellen versus Elliot. That like works, but I just am not a big fan of the name Elliot. Yeah. You know why? Because it reminds me of E.T. It does. Elliot. Right. It works for him. That's right. I have a friend who was his body double when he was identifying as a woman for a few movies. Yeah. And my friend had said that he seemed very sad and dejected a lot of the time. And this was before he even came out as gay. This is when just completely closeted existence. And I remember just feeling so sad that that was the case because his career was going through the roof. Everything was going seemingly well. And you just hear that in Hollywood all the time that someone's just deeply unhappy when they should be, quote unquote, at the high of their life. And so he came out as gay pretty publicly. And now that he has come out as Elliot versus Ellen, I just really hope that he feels free and happy and can enjoy all as his success. Yeah. Seems like it from the statement. You know, I always talk about that restaurant I used to work in in LA because we had celebrities in there all the time. And when Elliot was Ellen, he used to come in all the time. And I would agree. It was like very much, there was something always very sad seeming about him. Mm -hmm. And not like he was very nice person, very, very totally fine. There definitely, it's not like, you know, when Taylor Swift would come in and treat us like garbage. garbage. He was very nice. Just there was like a sad undertone. Yeah, a melancholy. It was always like, oh, that's sad. And at that point, he was definitely out. But when when I read that, I had like a moment of being like, oh man, I hope this is a release for him. Yeah. There must be so much happiness that comes with it. I'm sure there's a lot of scariness because, like, that's a scary thing to come out and tell the world, especially as a public figure. At least it's not Caitlyn Jenner, who still somehow managed to be, like, an asshole. Yeah. all of that. Yeah. Speaking of Jenners. This one, again, I don't know why I'm so personally invested in the Kardashians. I haven't seen this, by the way. Kendall Jenner, who is beautiful. Because of the work that she has had. No, I Beautiful anyway, but she's had a lot of work. She's always been gorgeous. Yeah. She has a new face now. I haven't seen it. It looks the same as it did last year No, just recently she had some work done, specifically like on her mouth area. With the long hair, the long blondish hair. 16 hours ago. Kendall Jenner films her backside. I'm sending it to you right now. She looks like Victoria Beckham. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? You were so pretty and now you just have an entirely new face. You didn't need to get a new face. I think it's just her lips. So aside from all the work she's already had done with the eyebrow threading. And the nose. She had her nose narrowed. Yes. Her lips are severely overlined right now. Like it looks like she was sucking on a turd. (laughs) 
And I think she had a chin implant. Yeah, her chin is squarer. Well, she has a butt chin now. She didn't always have a butt no, chin, No, and right? she definitely has, I mean, she's definitely overlied, but also she got something done to her. Well, she and she's had lip injections. Right. Also. I mean, I know that this isn't an actual surgery, but it looks like her eyes got moved apart. Yeah. That, I don't think you can do that. I'm telling you, I'm considering doing the thread eyebrow lifting thing. By the way, I had a consultation today for a cryo fat thing. That's what I want to get done. Yeah, well, they approached me and I I thought it was as an influencer and the whole thing was going to be covered, but it wasn't. So I still have had nothing done. Got it. And I'm not opposed to it. Me neither. Just go straight to the next Kardashian Which is that the Kardashians are doing maybe the only right thing they've done in a long time, which is they're canceling the Christmas party that they've been doing for the last 40 years. Yeah, no fuck. Yeah, Okay, congratulations, Kardashians. You're still fucking traveling. You should have canceled all your birthday parties, all your Halloween parties, but I'm glad that probably the only reason why you're closing the party down is because literally California is on a complete shutdown, or else you would have had it anyway. People are giving them so much flack. As they should. I have never had an issue with the Kardashians. Never. I've always understood why they're famous. I do think that there is a talent to what they do as much as anything else. They work their asses off. But I am so fucking sick of all of them in all of the... And I have to tell you, so on the night before that movie that I was telling you, there's a scene where they go to FAO Schwartz and they try to do like the big piano scene. But instead they do um, a Kanye song. And it's so so good and it's my favorite Kanye song and in it I was like I resent Kanye for making me dislike Kanye for the fact that I cannot listen to Kanye anymore like I am pissed about and that's just how I feel about that whole family I am just so pissed at all of them they have just really come out like such dickheads in this whole thing just so selfish and not caring about anybody and it's and really out of touch so out of touch like so like you are so beyond rich you don't even understand what the rest of the world is going through we do a holiday gift guide and I feel bad about it and these are like like not even expensive things they're they're like normal price things Christmas is still happening we can't pretend that Christmas isn't happening for people I can't imagine being that fucking out of touch it's really sad that's all I have to say about that I need to talk about the undoing oh my god I love first that you just need to get past that first episode right right which was Why doesn't she ever have a purse? That's what I need to know. She never has a fucking purse. Where is your purse? Who walks around Manhattan for hours at a time with no fucking purse? Maybe she left it in the car with her driver or in her twin-size bed that she sleeps with her husband. What is she doing sleeping in a full-sized bed? bed in that richy rich house. I tweeted about the purse thing and it was the first time a tweet almost went like actually did well ever for me because I was just like what is it? Also that whole first episode with the the chick who I'm just gonna say it spoiler alert the one who's dies yes that they're trying to figure out who killed her. If somebody came up to me in a gym naked like that with their tits eye level and stay and a bush and just like standing over me I'd be like you need to please let's have some distancing here like who stands on top of anybody she bothered me so much also who takes their tit out to breastfeed and then just makes (laughs) 
drastic eye contact with everybody. <laughs> just a look at her baby once. Just like eye fucks people. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Also, talking about work done. What oh, the fuck my did God. Nicole Kidman do to her face? She looks like the, the lion lady. <laughs> my friend Alex Otter did a whole Facebook tweet situation to where she reenacted Nicole Kidman's face doing various things. It was like Nicole Kidman's face when she's running and nothing happened. Oh, happening. is that the one you sent me? <laughs> yes. Where it was like her getting fucked from behind? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> her running that and it's just like so the same funny. face <laughs> it looked like when she was crying the tears were having a hard time coming out of her eyes because they were pulled oh, you want to hear about unfair double standards her hair looked bad in so many things too it looked greasy I think she was oh, a I wig her hair looked beautiful well no in certain shots it looked like greasy and I'm almost 100% sure it was a wig for a lot of it because she's been pulled back so much yeah, that her hair alive, so true. it's a wig anyway go ahead Hugh Grant is so weathered but oh man do I find him attractive. Always. And yet Nicole Kidman is pulled tighter than like a newborn asshole. (laughs) And she looks terrible. Had she just let herself age normally and yet she works in an industry where she feels all this pressure. What is she thinking? Why would you do that to your face? Tom Cruise? I don't know. I didn't survive Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise hasn't done that to his face. Katie Holmes hasn't done that to her face. I didn't live with him. I might do crazy things. It's neither here nor there. Couple of things I have to say. She walks like a horse trying to keep a turd in. <laughs> she clomps. You also really dislike Nicole Kidman. That needs to be. I said. call her Flick because I want to flick her. But w- the long shots of her walking, I have a couple <laughs> things to say about the far away shots of her walking. One is she walks awkwardly like a horse who's trying to hold a turd in, or like she has one wooden leg and she doesn't want you to know about it. <laughs> Lee was like, what's with that walk? I was like, I don't know. Second thing is, how many velvet coats does this woman have? And they're all so ugly. It's like, I saw a a meme that said, oh, now I know where the costume department got all these coats. And it was like all of the Spice Girls in a video. (laughs) But I thought it was more like, like, hold on for one more day. You know how they're wearing all his? Yes. I know that they're- Wilson Phillips. I'm just like, okay, we have a, we have a pea green one. We have a, a rose colored velvet. I'm like, how many jackets or capes? Like, can't you just- have a regular coat you only wear jackets or capes whoever was the wardrobe stylist on that show did an awful awful job and hair and makeup between the dead girl's big curly poofy hair i like that i didn't like it at all her makeup looked good but she's also like so gorgeous that girl it's impossible to make her look bad but like who dressed nicole kidman nicole kidman should wear rose head to toe her hair is rose her lip color is rose her weird sweaters and like she had so many pussy bows and like i was just like i like a pussy bow though for Every outfit, everything. I like so a pussy bow so much. I resent Melania for like ever making me be like, oh God, you look so pretty. <laughs> like I hate when she makes me think that. I hate her for it. The undoing is all I got to say. I just am so distracted by her coats. Now I can't stop thinking about how she doesn't I think have the kid purse. was great. The kid was great. No, the kid was great. Yeah, I agree. He was, he was like so good. Uh, Yeah. Who doesn't have a purse? I, I just, I don't understand Also, I don't so think much. those slim velvet coats leave a lot of pocket room. No, I don't. She no, probably don't. hasn't even clipped the thing where they sew it closed. I'm surprised she didn't have it written in that we needed to see her tits in this show. We sort of did in the beginning a little bit when she was wearing the nightgown because Lee goes, yeah, Nicole Kidman titties. And I was like, why he likes Nicole Kidman tits? He likes tits. 
So that's just okay. Well, I guess that's he's like every man over thirty remembers Nicole Kidman's tits from the various movies that we've seen her tits. So many, so, so many. many tits. Yeah, I think we need to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Okay, it's giving me life. Ugh. Why does Mary wear gloves all the time? Let me start with this tweet that I found at 3.30 this morning when I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I'm a part of an elite Twitter group of 200 people who get out of context Salt Lake City references. Dan, at IDK, IDK, which I guess is... I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, okay. He tweeted, after Mary M. Cosby hosted her 2020 Met Gala, Anna Winter canceled hers because she could not compete. (laughs) Who throws a Met Gala-themed luncheon? Why were there nutcrackers as security guards? Why was there a red carpet? Why was it 1130? Why koi fish? Why any of this? And that Dom Perignon thing about 2003 and the fires? Okay, another thing I saw on Twitter. Actually, true. But why did she just, she just dropped that. She was like, and it also, she made it seem like, the way that she said it, it made it seem like the deaths increased the taste of the Dom Perignon. <laughs> well, it, what it really was, just like all things with wine, the terrain, the air quality, the sea quality, the, the all of that goes into making the flavor of a grape. Sorry, I, I was like studying to be a sommelier at one point. All of this plays a part in it. So because they're all, the, the deaths, I think, were just said to, to really make a point how many people died from the fires. I can't. I just, God bless Mary Cosby. The restaurant basically looked like a brewery. And the dude, the restaurant owner was like, so ridiculous. I was like, the so restaurant weird. isn't even that nice. So weird. Can we talk about Whitney's prohibition party? <clears throat> that was, she was not w- at all a private party. No, and also she was, seemed so wasted. She seemed so Did wasted she? for a minute when she's like, hi, look at the strip. I need some wine. Like, she just seems... Well, she also talks like that. She also has that kind of, like, voice. But she was, like, getting up in people's business like you do when you've pre-partied quite well, a Whitney bit. Well, likes to party. She said she grew up very sheltered, and now she's a party girl. I can I can relate to everything minus ever being a Mormon. That place looked, like... Horrible? Yes, but also a fun place to go if you're visiting and you've got nothing to do in Utah. Well, yeah, because it's Salt Lake City. What the fuck do you do there? Except maybe go to Sundance? Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I hate Jen. Oh, I can't stand Jen. Jen is so nouveau riche. Also, where the fuck does their money come from? That amount of money that you have a staff on the entire time, where does that amount of money come from? Because Your husband has to be away working all the time because... No way he makes that amount of money to support all of that. As a coach, I was asking Matt, I was like, do head coaches make that amount of money? Evidently, Jen is renting that house. That's not her house. This is a thing rich people do, I'm learning. Yeah, she's renting that place, so she doesn't own... It still can't be cheap to rent that place. No! Also, having like a staff of hair and makeup people that evidently do her hair like almost all the time. Every day. She says they're there every day. She's paying for friends. I mean, she thinks she's Erica Girardi, which by the way, that's some hot goss we should talk about. Yes. I don't understand where her money comes from. I also love that Lisa seems to be um, unanimously hated by the citizens of the world watching Real Housewives <laughs> of Salt Lake City. Pretty much. Yes. She talks like this. She's the worst. She is the worst. The way that she talks is like so annoying. Also, that was a really good impression. I, I do do buzz hours for a lot. Of good, right? I just want to make her make sure she doesn't have nodes on her vocal cords because that vocal fry is like no, dude. So she owns multiple liquor businesses but doesn't drink. Correct. Why? 
I don't know, because you're not supposed to shit where you eat. I don't know. It's not cocaine. <laughs> no, but Mormons are not supposed to drink. I know. So why wouldn't you just go into business doing something else? How do you, like, how did she ever go, like, hey, this is a really good quality of tequila that I should definitely, like, there's a market for this. You just hire someone to do that. Oh, my God. I can't imagine not, like. You can't imagine having tequila and not drinking it. Aside from that, <laughs> I can't imagine having anything and telling people, I be- for our holiday gift guide, we don't even promote things until we've seen I know. Why would... uh, It's absurd. Well, more reasons to hate Lisa. Ugh. I agree. Completely. Oh, that show, though. I am just... God bless Mary Cosby. Go look at her Instagram. It's awful. Jen Shaw, her skin is awful. Who wears a train like that to a packed bar? Who wears casually to meet a friend at their house with snow on the ground? Like Those seven heels. inch pumps. I and know. also, how big of a cunt are you that when your friend says yeah, that she's spending move. time with her child? I know. You're like, well, I don't really think that's fair. Ma'am, I have a child I want to spend time with. Go fuck yourself. But also, Meredith's son needs to calm the fuck down because he's weird he saw a vagina okay like granted maybe your mom has eccentric friends but it's not like you guys are trying to be the best Mormons you're Jewish there's something really strange about that kid and it's not I'm glad he's the first like openly gay child of somebody on a show and I wish I really liked him before that reason but you know what I just think he's weird he's weirdly possessive of his mom but also Jen Shaw it's cold in Utah your pussy must be free if you're not wearing panties. And also, why aren't you wearing panties? That's what I'm saying. You must be freezing. What do you do? I mean, as I get older, things are just like kind of dripping out a little more. What do you it, do when Because that she's in Utah, no it on? freezes and just becomes like a slimesicle. Ew. <laughs> Ew. You know what I even thought of? I was like, man, they should put, she should pop that into her glass of wine and keep it cool. <laughs> <laughs> then it becomes a creamsicle. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Oh, wow. Well, that was a fun episode. Yeah. Should we do hashtag swag bag? Hashtag swag bag. All right. I'm going to start hashtag swag bag. Okay. Because it's simple. It's my Target debit card. <laughs> do the right thing, Target. Reach out. Yeah. I don't trust myself to do the credit card because really I'm already in enough debt. I'd never, I didn't need any more credit cards. And like Target, it's so easy to just go crazy and be like, it's on credit. I'm not paying for it. So I know it's coming out of my bank account, but it's, I get 5% off every purchase. I got free shipping. They gave me shipped for six months for free the other day. Nice. Anyone who is a frequent Target shopper, I really recommend it. I don't have anything more to say about it. It's not mind-blowing, but I really like my Target debit card. I'm a very happy debit card holder. I'm going to, it's going to be a twofold because I just want to re, I just want to re-acknowledge. I want to circle back to Clorox wipes. Circle back all the way back to February. I have been a strong believer of you pre-pandemic. I know people are really blowing you up now that it's pandemic, but I've been a big, big fan of yours. And I want you to remember that when you reach out for sponsorship to people that I've liked you from the beginning. P.S. I went to Walgreens yesterday to pick something up and they had generic brand Clorox wipes and I bought four of them. Yes. Good. That's all I have to say about that. I scored. I found the mother load. Good job. Good job. Good job. And then I just want to do uh, also a generic shout out. I have a specific brand that I I currently own, but I I don't think they sell them anymore. So sorry, guys. Wide leg sweatpants. You were very nervous 
when I purchased these and I said, please trust me on this. Yeah. No, they look cute on you. I have long legs, even though I have short everything else. I have long legs like you have long arms, Ashley. And I know that a wide leg pant, all the style blogs say if you're below 5'7", you should not wear a wide leg pant. Joke's on you. I look great in a wide leg pant, <laughs> universe. I got long, I got the legs of a 5'7 person and the torso of a toddler. <laughs> And I look great in wide leg pants. Another thing, I'm just shouting myself out. Thanks, Carrie. You're welcome, Carrie. But wide leg sweatpants. I like them because they're sweatpants. They have an elastic waistband. They're warm and cozy. And also, you look fucking great (laughs) in them. But like (laughs) back in olden times when you would get a pedicure, you could just pull the leg all the way up to your thigh to get, Mm. you know, because sweatpants, sometimes you're like, oh, whatever. But you can, whatever you need to get on your leg, you can get it underneath the wide leg. So like a real wide leg, like not like a trouser. I'm talking about like, give me some wide legs. That's my shout out. Wide leg sweatpants and Clorox. This is our last episode of 2020. We hope to come to you next year in a better mental state. (laughs) Refreshed. In a better world where less bad things are happening. Honestly, it's probably going to, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be more of the same, rough, guys. It's going to be more of the same. It's going to be a rough January. Like we all, we we got till at least January 20th for things to change. But you'll have us back in your ears in the beginning of you'll January. You'll have us and we have a really, we have a lot of fun things lined up for January. We got some new partnerships. We got some fun things to talk about. There's a lot in the works. Yep. There's a lot of things. We want to remind you that if you love this podcast, please leave a review, send us a screen screenshot of your review and we will send you some momtourage merch and we love you guys stay safe stay not dead yeah stay safe for the next couple of weeks please stay alive for everybody's sake stay mentally sound thanks to everybody that has already reviewed it really has helped like the last couple weeks with your guys reviews and subscriptions has really helped boost the show and we just need to keep it coming so thank you guys so much yeah thank you and also thank you for listening to our show Uh, we've told you this a million times it's been a hell of a year this has been a labor of love it's kept us sane in a lot of ways it's also driven us crazy in some ways just like our children yeah we are really happy Happy to be partners with each other and uh, to have you guys in our lives. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, if I missed another New holiday, Year's, please forgive my ignorance. Happy New Year's. Make some resolutions. Meditate. Maybe vision board. That didn't work out well for you, Ashley. Let's just wrap this I up. I know. I'm going to try again this year anyway. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you, and go slay. Mom Taraj is written and produced by Ashley Heron Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamaDramaBand.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.